0: Hello and welcome everyone, my name is Desi, and welcome to the Ace in the Wild podcast. For this one, I'm going to be doing a little short form essay of sorts. This is one of those things I've been ruminating on for a while now, and I've heard it from multiple sources, and it pertains directly to me, and I'm sure other aces have heard this too. I believe when I had Diana on she brought this up directly and said oh Desi you're so lucky to be ace because you don't have to deal with all the shenanigans of being in a relationship. I met someone a few months ago who I guess I went on an ace date with or two I don't know what you call it this person was also on the asexual spectrum and if I'm recalling correctly they more or less said the same thing to me saying wow Desi. You're lucky you're not Demi, you're lucky you're just Ace because you don't have to deal with the convolution or the confusion of, you know, determining when your switch has been flipped and you're ready to be sexually active and desire sex because I will never really desire sex, only pleasing my partner. Anyway, back to the topic in hand. Do I feel lucky? Well, the short answer is no. The relationship I was in 15 years ago was very rough, largely because I'm asexual. I didn't know I was asexual at the time, but my partner desired me sexually, and I simply just didn't want to have sex, and I wasn't ready to have sex, and it was forced on me. So, as you could imagine, among other things, among some personality defects of mine, this led me to not really want to have a relationship again. But to say I'm lucky because I found out I'm asexual and I don't have to deal with the drama and the B.S. of being in a relationship is kind of akin to saying I'm lucky I don't have taste buds because I don't have to taste burnt food or spoiled milk. I really do not understand how non-ace people and even demisexual people can say I'm lucky when I'm missing out on so much. I am an affectionate and romantic person who values quality time and physical touch. The last person I seriously dated, I went out for nine hours with them. Near the latter part of the nine hours we spent together, we started holding hands and touching and such. Non-sexual, of course. And let me tell you, after that many years, and finally getting physical touch that I needed and desired was by far better than any sex I could have gotten. Those who know me best will even tell you that physical touch with a romantic partner of mine is more important than sex and is the equivalent of sex for a non-asexual person or someone with a normal libido. But I know I'm going off on a little bit of an aside here for a person with a normal sex drive and for a normal dating couple this sort of physical touch tends to lead towards more sexual touch. So unless I find another asexual person Which, I'm going to point out again because it needs to be said, us asexuals are not all alike. Just like in a normal dating pool, there's about a 5% chance that I'm going to find somebody who is compatible with me. So I'm already dealing with 2% of the overall population roughly, give or take, who identify as asexual, and from that I have a 5% chance of success with that 2%. So let that sink in for a second. And of course, I have had interactions with people who say they are asexual in these dating apps, and they actually aren't. And you may ask, well, hey Desi, why isn't there an app designed specifically for asexuals? Because there aren't enough of us. There's no money. I have had reasonable success on dating apps to normal male-bodied people from what I've seen and from what I've read. But I think people swipe for me, and they don't read, for one, especially with the male contingent of people on dating apps I went out on a date once with a gentleman and when I expressed that I was asexual I could see the disappointment on his face when he actually realized that I was not going to quote unquote put out I think a lot of people swipe they don't read and they just kind of keep me in the back pocket as an insurance policy in case they find someone who actually is like interested in having sex and they don't have to wait so long for I don't think anybody has the patience to wait for asexuals let alone understand what they actually are. Now, usually people, when they are getting to know each other on the dating apps, they do flirting. Well, I don't flirt. I, why would I flirt? Teasing is one thing. I guess flirting is kind of teasing, but why would I flirt with somebody? Be like, oh, you're so beautiful or whatever, or make sexual innuendos or sweat emojis when I'm not interested in having sex. Like I'll tell someone they're attractive or whatever, but normally I don't do that because when men do that, and I'm male passing, it's usually seen as sexual. How would it look as someone who's saying they're ace being to a girl like, oh, you're so beautiful, or to a man like, oh, you're so hot. And I did that with with a man one time, and that was a mistake. I could just say that I'm not ace and leave that out of my dating profile. It's kind of like a job interview of sorts, how you don't disclose your flaws in a job interview. But again, that's deceptive, and I'm not into that. So, with all that said, I want people to reconsider when they ask me, or ask an ace if they're lucky being ace. Because it's... I know the people who said it to me don't mean any harm, but it bothers me. I feel like the people who have said that were in a bad relationship, and oh, you're so lucky because you didn't have to deal with the bad relationship that I just got out of. You don't have to deal with the toxicity of dating f-boys. But anyways, I'm not calling anyone out specifically, obviously. I know why they're saying, hey, you're lucky you don't have to deal with that crap because the people who said that to me were dealing with crap and a lot of it. And they were still processing, recuperating and recovering from a devastating series of emotional blows that they had been dealt. Now to switch gears a little bit to a friendship that I have that wouldn't have been possible if I wasn't ace, I met this person a few years ago. This was somebody who the moment I spent any sort of time with them, I was like, I really enjoy this person. I think we're going to get along famously. This is also somebody who had been severely hurt by the men in her life that she had dated and one that she had married. He had basically left her high and dry and left her with a lot of trust issues. Also left her with two kids for her, essentially, to take care of by herself. So to say that she was lacking in trust towards men is an understatement. But for the female friends that I have that know me, they can all say the same thing. They feel safe around me. This person was quick to pick up on that and we developed a very special, tight friendship. I went to visit them in Utah. This person was a Mormon as well, so that's important to note. Which, for me, made it easy because, well, there's going to be no sexual tension because I am not a Mormon, and she is, and thus nothing can happen. And also, I wouldn't do anything anyway because, ace. I went down and stayed with her for multiple days, which apparently was a big taboo in the Mormon religion to have, I'm not a man, I don't identify as a man, but I am male passing, and I was born a man. So for someone male passing and who is seen as a man by people in her social circle and her family, this was a big no-no to have a quote-unquote man stay with her. I had conversations that I will remember for the rest of my life with her. I've had trips and adventures that I will remember for the rest of my life with her. I got very close to her kids. In fact, I see her kids sort of as extended family, and her family is extended family. But, about a year ago, she met a man and they started seriously dating, and of course, when I came down to Utah, she wanted me to, you know, kind of scope this guy out, and I liked him well enough. This is a man who is very well suited for her, soft-spoken, thoughtful, and not controlling whatsoever. But as their relationship progressed, it became more and more obvious and clear that me and her were not going to have the same level of friendship. In fact, looking at it now that they're about ready to get married, I doubt that we'll have much communication at all, and I'm very upset about it. At this point in the story, you might be like, well, Desi, what does this have to do with how you feel about being ace and if you feel lucky? Well, I will say that because I'm ace, this relationship happened the way it did, and I am very grateful for the relationship, but I am not so happy with how it's ending, how its natural course has gone. Despite all the long-form, meaningful, wonderful conversations and wonderful times and memories that we shared, and how much I love this person, I am very worried that this is the end. This is someone who I bore my soul to. This is someone who I trust completely. I put a lot of energy into this friendship, and it means the world to me, but I am frightened that it's gone. Back to the story. I later found out after they started dating and were getting ready to marry that she in fact did have feelings for me or romantic inklings or whatever you wanna call it. It never would have gone to anything and I guess that was part of the appeal of having me around as it was sort of like edging in a way where, you know, she could hold my hand or snuggle up to me and while it meant nothing to me and just felt like, you know, warm and fuzzies, for her, it was something more. I don't know if edging is the right term, but she was feeling something that was not platonic inside of her. While well, for me, it was just warm and fuzzies. And of course, because of Mormonism, she has a lot of guilt and shame about letting herself be vulnerable even though nothing was going to happen. Which to me makes no sense logically, but I'm done trying to parse out any logic in Mormonism. This is nothing against religion, you can practice whatever you like, there are just a lot of precepts of certain religions that don't make a whole lot of sense when they're scrutinized. So I'm still processing all of this and it is the primary reason why I made this video, among other things that have been festering in the back of my mind, so to speak. I kind of wonder if I was just better off not letting her get that close to me. I invested all that time and energy all that vulnerability and cherished this person just to more or less be abandoned now that they found a man. It makes me wonder if I was just a simply a way to release years of pent-up tension. If I was just a tool of sorts. If all of this meant anything in the grand scheme of things or if it was just dust in the wind. She's even said that it was a matter of convenience with her being single. I do consider myself lucky to have relationships with females. I find that in this society and culture, females tend to make better friends overall. However, there is a big stigma, and it is very hard, case in point with the aforementioned story, for someone that is male passing to be friends with someone who is female, cishet female. So, despite the fact that I'm ace... I still run into the same BS that a man who wants to be just friends with a woman would in a normal circumstance. So in that way, I guess I'm not lucky after all. I'm a little bit salty about it, and I haven't given up on the notion, but it sure doesn't look good. And just to sort of swing back to the beginning of the episode, now that I'm done with my little story. If I was not asexual, if I was allosexual, despite my quirks, despite my neurodiversity... I have absolutely no doubt that I would have been in a series of relationships and maybe would be in a long-term relationship at this very moment, potentially with kids, although probably adopted. Who can say if this would have been a bad thing, me having a series of relationships that were successful and unsuccessful, I guess? But I can say for certainty, I sure as hell would be less lonely. Anyways, I just wanted to vent some of my frustration and to offer clarity, hopefully. For a future episode, I'm thinking about doing an ACE analysis of the famous health guru, Richard Simmons. Just because there's a lot of speculation on if this popular fitness guru and humanitarian was asexual. But I'm still kind of on the fence about it, so let me know if you want me to do something about Richard Simmons, for those of you who know who he is. I think it'd be interesting. I think there's a lot of research to be done. But I just, if I were to ask Richard Simmons himself if he wanted me to do a podcast on him, he probably just would say no. He's very much done his humanitarian work and changed the world in a better way. And now he's just living the rest of his life and doing his own thing. So I don't know. With all that said, I think I'm going to wrap up here. I hope you all have a wonderful day and a wonderful rest of your week. And I will see you in the next one. Peace.